Kings of Friends podcast. It's a new show. It is a new show. Yeah, we did think about redoing old shows. <laughs> Seeing Just, if you've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a review show. It's a review show. It's a review show. Stick it in your pipe and smoke it's a review show. It's a review show. Stick. Sorry, carry on. Yes, Weird. this is a review show. It's a review of our event, our last event at the uh, brew house. Yes. We had four acts on. First guy was Issa. Issa Brotherton, otherwise known as Pleasant Peasant. Yes. It sounds like it's going to be going to be a some sort of tongue twister. Yes, then, there was a Pleasant Peasant. Yes, yes. but then, you know... It's very easy to say, so it doesn't really work as a tongue No, it doesn't, no, no. It just begins with P. Then we had Sophie. Sophie Goodman, yes. And then Will Foley. We sort of did it boy, girl, boy, girl, basically. We uh, did. Will Foley, and then we had Emma Sampson with her band. With her band. Which was interesting. We'll talk about that a bit later. But shall we talk first about microphones in people's faces? Shall we? Because, well, I've, I've upgraded now from a little mic that I hold in my hand and... Um, and sort of shoving people's faces to a stick, basically, with mm. my microphone taped on the end with black electrical tape. <laughs> but it's easier to hold. Then what's funny is the way people's voices change when you when you, you're talking to them before the interview, and then when you put the microphone in front of their face, they suddenly become really weirdly official. It's really strange. I don't know what it is, but then suddenly it's like it's not me talking. It's like it's like oh for fuck's sake, can I stop saying it's like. Right. Yes. So I put I put the cat the um, microphone in front of their face, and suddenly it's it's almost as if they're talking to someone else, not me, like a telephone conversation or something. <laughs> it's really weird the way people react. And Emma actually even put on an American accent to start with. She didn't. What, she like, did. Um, who's that actress who does that from Wales? Catherine Zeta Jones. It's a review show. We use some of that stuff. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. So um, anyway, should we get on and talk about the pleasant peasant? Shall we? Who is Asa Brotherton, lovely guy. Um, real un- real natural as well, don't you think? Yeah, just to be clear, he's Asa Brotherton, not a Sir Brotherton. <laughs> or, or Asa's brother. Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. He is a real natural. I don't think he follows any patterns. The way you, when you listen to him play, it kind of feels really just straight off the hoof, doesn't it? He just yeah. sort of does what he wants, Yeah, basically. It's really lovely to see. He's got a lovely decorated guitar. He has. Stickers? Uh, a variety of shells on it paint all sorts of shells. stuff and what he said was it's amazing that the sound is still good you know um, shells shells you know oh, like, shell. when you used to go like to jumble sales or whatever buying shells well no when you used to get everything covered in shells oh yes <laughs> yeah like a money box cockles cockles all, yeah, you were all like, in the money box yeah yeah it's a little safe it's, yeah. covered in shells <laughs> yeah. yeah everything was shells yeah. yeah there was time no wonder there were no shells on the beach yeah. honestly we should get sponsored by shell so, yeah, you interviewed Asa, let's listen to it. Your songs are very conscious about uh, the state of the world, people's feelings. Do you think that songs can really make a difference to people's lives? I think so, yeah. I mean, I mean, from my personal experience, I mean, a lot of songs that I've heard have made a massive difference in my life, and a lot of songs that I've heard have made the songs that I make as well. Um, but it's just like, I don't know, I feel like it's just sound in general when something resonates with you, like if, you know, everything that is a thing is just vibrations. So it becomes a part of you and it resonates with you forever, even in a metaphysical way. Right, so although you deal with songs, there is a sort of sound thing beyond song as such. Well, yeah, I think so. Not, I don't think I intentionally incorporate that in with my song sort of thing, but it's just a part of song in general. Okay. 
always, it's always just sort of been a therapy for me more than anything. It's just to clear out the fog of how insane right. it is living in a, the illusion of democracy in a capitalistic conundrum. So what brought you into performing then? I mean, if you're doing it for yourself as a sort of musical therapy, what, what's the performance for? Um, just as a way to vent it, really. Um, I kind of like... I remember the first time I played on stage, I was terrified and I had to wear sunglasses kind of thing. <laughs> right, um, yeah. And that was actually with uh, Dingus Khan back in the day. Really? Yeah. Um, wow, that's great. But like, I, I don't know, it's just... Yeah. It, it's one of the rare moments in my life where I real, really feel present. Like, I, right. nothing else is in my head. I'm just there in that moment singing yeah. that song and it's right. like nothing else is in the way of that you know what I mean right. kind of feel whole in the moment whole in the moment yeah. sounds good well look Swift Gift was the song we, we know really well obviously you've sent that one to us um, and you've got, the line in there is we all choose our stance which yeah. I thought was an interesting line um, you make a point about how your attitude affects a person's life you know you choose the way that you view things do you think that um, those sort of choices make a genuine difference to people's lives whatever situation they're in 100%, 100%. And I mean, even, you know, even negative things can create positive things and positive things can create negative things. You know, it's amazing how much you can try and be as happy, or not not that you're trying to be happy, but like you being in a good mood, if someone's in a bad mood, that can make them in a worse mood because they're envious of your good mood sort of thing. And also vice versa, you know what I mean? Like, um, So yeah, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like playing poker. You can't always choose the hand, but you can only play the one that you've got a lot of the time. And you can look at it in whatever way you want, but it's better to look at it in a more positive way. Right. But then you can't have positive or negative. I don't know, it's very difficult, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's almost it's like the questions just beg more questions, don't they? Well, yeah, 100%. They <laughs> do. Yeah. Well, look, tell me about your guitar, because obviously it's a stunning thing to look at, and it looks like it's just... It, like it's older than you. It's been through the wars, it it's is, been dragged it along, yeah. all sorts of things. Um, how long did that take to put together, or is that something you in, inherited? Or uh, No, well, funnily enough, uh, my guitar is actually called Trevor. Um, <laughs> and it's because years ago, uh, my good friend Brian, his older brother Trevor, uh, tragically passed away. And it was his old guitar, and it was a bit broken up. Um, and he gave it to another one of his friends who didn't end up fixing up and right. he gave it onto me and then I fixed it up and just over the years added loads of various bits and pieces little memories of things along the way right so there aren't there, I can see the stickers and things which are just like really bizarre and all over the place but there's definitely some artwork on there as well yeah yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of painting with like yeah. the dark paints and yeah right. stuck a load of coins on it and stuff right. like that it's, to be honest I'm surprised after all the stuff that I've stuck to it and nailed into it it doesn't sound like shit it still sounds really good somehow <laughs> I don't really understand because that's the thing is that you, you will adjust the kind of you know the sound of it as you go along yeah. um, is art something you use as well as a sort of outlet yeah 100% uh, yeah. Like, uh, that was one of the when I was in high school actually I studied music but my teacher was a knob and I ended up dropping out and doing double art instead so I kind of I went and studied that at the institute and then I went on to do music and stuff as well but, but now I'm fine when I started customising the guitar that I've got yeah. my friend Brian was kind of mortified like, I'd like started scratching it and stuff but in my head, it was just like, if I do this, yeah. then I can't sell it, so I'm always going to have it kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's worked. It's, it's with me to this day. I think I got it when I was about 12 or something, I think. So. Well, that, that's the stance thing, isn't it? Which is, this is well, my guitar, yeah. I'm ruining it, but it's mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, it becomes your own thing. Well, look, thank you very much for performing tonight. And, you're uh, Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Let's have a listen to one of his songs. Go on, then. Pleasant Peasant. What song are we going to listen to, Peter? The, we're going to listen to a lovely song called Swift Gift. So here we are Spinning round a burning star 
didn't even decide to join in on the ride. All the highs and the lows, all the twos and the fros. What does it all mean? It's such a crazy dream. Not sure if I am really willing to try. Is this life a test? And what is success? Does it make you feel glad that no one knows you're sad? What a thing to achieve. You're playing make-believe There's no need for you to lie No one knows how or why All you can do is try And it's fine Look to the animals and plants This life goes in a glance We all choose our stance yourself another chance and dance This life should be fun Keep sadness on the run Go and enjoy your day And don't forget to play Synapses collapse Building habitual traps Not all forms of cope Point you back to hope Analyze your mind Make sure that it's kind And when you drown in doubt You'll find your way back out This life is a gift And you know it goes so swift Another moment's gone We won't be here for long Look to the animals and plants This life goes in a glance We all choose our stance Give yourself another chance And dance There's no need for you to lie
stone turn then you die and it's fine <laughs> lovely young lady came to play for us sophie goodman she's got three acts basically she's a solo act she also plays in the Fraser Morgan band. Yeah. And then she's got her own band, apparently. I didn't even know about Really? How how did we not know about that? We talked about the local scene. Yes. Cozy or competitive? This is one of the Ooh. things I keep throwing in. Is it too cozy? Well, you know, you've got to ask these questions. And also her lyrics to Decent Weather, which is a very British-sounding uh, song title, Decent Weather. You know, like, oh, well, it's decent, I suppose it would do. She sort of described her songs as sort of being downbeat. Yes. Not sort of cheery. No, I don't think they not are. Not cheery, no. So definitely sort of... You can't down. see people like jumping around with ecstatic sort of eyes, you know, yeah. like, yeah, this really is life. She's got a beautiful voice. Oh, beautiful voice. In yeah. fact, all our singers have got really good voices. I, yeah. mean, I mean, we were really blessed actually with four great voices. And you interviewed her. Well, you know, what you can I do? To. Tell you what, though, can, can I just let you into a secret here, which is yeah. something so... Oh, what about the guy? So weird. I hope he's not listening. But um, yeah. I've never had he's this too problem. busy being drunk and sort of... <laughs> Raising his glasses. Smashing glasses in pubs at the moment to listen to the show. There was a guy at the brew house who was there. I, I assumed he was there for Acer, but I don't think he was. And what happened was he stood there and he did some sort of funny things and I was sort of laughing with him and I sort of got involved in a conversation. And then when I said to Sophie, do you want to come out and do the interview because we did the interviews outside he followed us and he stood there right in front of her we're talking like a meter away probably less than that just standing in front of her and i was interviewing her thinking i was thinking well, she must know him like this is weird and i just carried on and occasionally she was just laughing like and then i asked her afterwards who is he and she said i have absolutely no idea <laughs> So basically, we just had a strange person standing with us. I was like, it was so weird. I didn't see him. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, did you have a supernatural experience? This is like the sixth sense. Yeah, yeah. sixth sense. If you're out there, hello, it was a strange experience. Yes. But, you know. For maybe, all involved. He may have been very drunk, I suppose. He anyway, was yeah. very drunk. Let's hear from Sophie. Solo work and band work. Yes. How do you sort of manage both, yet keep them distinct? Um, I think a lot of the time with the band work, I think because, I mean, if we're referencing Fraser's band or my own band, but like, yeah, go on. yeah with, with Fraser's band, it's definitely he's self-managed. So it's very much um, he does his everything. I just come along to the gigs where I where uh, can. Um, but yeah, with my stuff at the moment, it's very fresh and I'm sort of just getting excited about it. So I guess it's definitely, you know, just hanging out with people and just seeing that they enjoy my music and that they can enhance my music in a way that I've never heard before. So it's all just very exciting at the moment. Um, yeah, and solo work is just kind of, it's very different to what I do with other um, bands. So it's just chill and very much reflective of my inner self. Yeah. So, so with Fraser's the Fraser Morgan band do you do you write for that at all or is that are you just sort of doing the backing parts or um, I mainly do yeah backing parts and stuff like harmonies and like you know ad-libs and all of that um, in the background but yeah when we when we go for band practice I sort of like add on bits that I want right. I think sound better and you know we all have like a little bit that we like to add into he comes with the lyrics and like you know the chords and we just add all the rest basically right, yeah right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Decent Weather is the song that we obviously we've heard from you, which you said to us. It's a very British phrase, that, isn't it? Decent Weather. It's yeah. almost accepting, you know, things couldn't get much better than this. It's decent enough. How do you sort of approach lyrics on that song? Or, or generally, uh, lyrics, really? Um, generally, I, I think I usually take it from 
you know a phrase or something that I've said that sort of it resonates with me in a way and then I I, I think of why it resonates with me in that way and I then try and write something around that that makes sense like the Caroline song as well like that hopefully people will understand um like it's it's <laughs> no I'm giggly um yeah hopefully like it just came from a silly phrase but I made I made it sad um yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what you do really yeah but are, are, I mean do you find a phrase is enough to get something going I mean you know lots of artists find that don't they they find one phrase and everything else comes from it absolutely yeah because yeah, I think that you know we say a lot of stuff that can be quite profound um, right and, and it can mean so many different things and I'm, I'm heavy on metaphors heavy on metaphors I, I studied English literature so I just absolutely adored right. the idea that you know one thing can mean completely different thing right. um, and so yeah I mean going back to decent weather like I um when I started writing that I think it, it came from I didn't want the lyric of like you know wake up slow or anything like that to be the um the title of the song yeah I wanted it to be the decent because like you say it's quite innately British yes, um, it is, yeah. and it does it it shows that like you know it, have like waiting for decent weather um you know it's kind of like that stage of healing right, right. you're just waiting for oh bloody hell it's, it's not it's waiting for some decent weather around here that's kind of yeah I mean there is something in the British character isn't there which sorry this is completely off the point really but which is sort of accepting that things will never be what you actually want absolutely yeah yeah I mean that is that is beautifully British I think I think as well like I try and keep an irony in my songs as well right. in that you know yeah. not everything everything's always got like something that you can listen in and be like ha that's kind of that's actually kind of funny or relatable yeah. um, and I like the idea that there's a level of irony to any yeah. of my songs yeah culture is a very supportive music scene people know each other and they want to help each other do you think that the, the sort of opposite which is competition actually drives songwriting or do you think this kind of the, the cosiness is sort of the way it really it works oh absolutely yes. for me cosiness 100% cosiness for me like, I do not I do not thrive in competition I get I get um, you know it upsets me to see people like not enjoying other people's work because they're either jealous or they think that they're doing better than them I, in itself is quite a British thing oh, to sort of oppose competition yeah, yeah absolutely and I, I you know as soon as you know if someone or if I feel like some like any sort of jealousy I, I shut it off because it's like no this cosy this beautiful like thing that we've got going on is is that supportive network and I think Colchester really does have that you know we're all here for each other we all know each other's yeah. lyrics we all just want to like enjoy each other's music and see each other do well and yeah. I, I definitely do I just want to seeing other people do well makes me want to do well I'm very the opposite thank you very much Sophie and great performance thank hope to so see you much. again soon thank you right right what musical delight have we got to play from Sophie Sophie sent us her lovely single called Decent Weather Thank you. 
So I guess I'm all a mess But it's got me desperate So can somebody now please tell me how Sticks in the road and call me Wake up, I'll wake up slow Sip my coffee, see how it goes And if I feel good, I'll put on some clothes And it feels like we've waited forever For a bit of half-decent weather we made it hard It's better half off than never Is what we supposed And I never ask for I'm a quest of ordering cascading By the words of being intoxicated To a star and look at how we made it huh. If all I do is wake up Right, the next act was Will Foley. No, his name is Will Foley. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, Justin, keep up. It's Will F- Foley. Will Sorry, Foley. I'll say it again. It's Will Foley. Will or Foley. Or Foley. What's that? Or Won't Foley. <laughs> um, I know Will mainly because I went to see him um, play somewhere uh, in Manningtree. I was blown away. I'll tell you what's live, fantastic, and solo, really good. Now, we know we've seen him with his band recently doing his industrial love single release um and to sort of beg the question you know where's where are things going will are you going solo or band love that song detectives i still think that's my favorite song of his yeah i grabbed him took him outside got a friend with him as well who sat patiently at the side but she was invited she wasn't just a member of the public staring at us um and we spoke about music sometimes his voice reminds me of alex turner Really? Yeah, just when he does the deep bits more. 
Mm. You know, sometimes he's like down. He's a bit baritone-like, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that kind of resonance. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Not, yeah, obviously he's got a different voice, but that sound, the, the, the tone of it. You know, this is a guy who's going places, and it was fantastic to get a chance to talk to him, finally, about his music. Mm. Lovely chap. Now, if you notice some strange noises in the background that failed to remove, that's us eating chocolate while yeah. recording. It's very unprofessional. Could I also point out now, you might be able to use this, is that um, the we apologise for the Acer Pleasant Peasant recording mm. interview because something was rustling against my microphone. I'm so sorry. It yep. won't happen again. It's like the echoey front room all over again when you came to my house. Yeah. Or the rain on Dean's interview. Well, yeah. Or the squeaky door one that needs of, interview. Yeah, but that's act of God. I mean, you can't mm. stop that. But you can tell the chocolate tone of your voice then. Shall we hear from Will Foley? Yep, let's do it. How would you describe your music? To people who don't, who haven't heard your music, what's your kind of uh, description of it? Uh, it's my life. I put a lot into the lyrics. I feel like the melody comes from the lyrics and it means a lot to me. And um, yeah, I love, I love performing and I love pursuing music. Genre-wise? Genre-wise, I have no idea. I guess it's like, uh, I don't really know. Indie rock would be like a sort of a safe bailout of that question, okay. probably. But like, I do acoustic, but I think the songs can be transposed into indie rock, I guess. But yeah, acoustic-y, rocky, okay. poetry-ness. Can I just throw the J word at you, though? Go on. The J word, jazzy. You You're very chordy. I mean, you are very cordy. It's one of the first things I noticed about you. I think you're quite jazzy that's, as well. That's better than corny. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your songs are so corny. <laughs> no, I mean, really, I think the jazz thing comes across a little bit. There's a kind of mild jazzness to it. Um, yeah, I would... All I would say to that is I, I, I grew up with my mum, who was a jazz singer, and uh, some uh, Scottish pianist bloke would uh, come round and practice with my mum uh, weekly and I would just be there annoying them both and I think that jazz thing would be probably from there if I had to oh, okay. decipher that one. Detective, now this is what really drew us to you, that lovely performance, that live performance online. I should have listened to myself instead of being someone else. Now that's the key line in that song. Is this the song, is it to sort of reflect the situation you've been in or are you trying to sort of talk about other people? No, this is definitely uh, autobiographical, I would say. Um, I would say the line, uh, the one that you just said that's that's a good one but I think um, the last line uh, is my door shut I don't know am I Truman in this show I think I've met a lot of people who think they are like you know uh, living in their own world a little bit and um, yeah like is my door shut I don't know uh, is from like OCD when I was younger and I think that around the OCD thing there was a lot of me worrying like I found watching the Truman show very triggering uh, so that's the line for me personally that is the but yeah it's all about just basically like being a detective to your own mental health journey I think yes and it's it, I mean there are more and more people writing about mental health now yeah. and I think that really hits the nail on the head really the, the lyrics of that song uh, the Truman Show th reference obviously uh, I don't know what age you were when you saw the Truman Show <laughs> it's a fairly old film now seven, seven or eight seven I think eight. which is quite a traumatic age to yeah, watch yeah. a film like that if you're going through stuff recent single launch then yeah uh, Three Wise Monkeys with the band yes um Industrial love, yes. um, but which is it to be, band or solo? Um, where does your heart lie now? Solo, solo. I think so. I think solo, sir. I think solo. Solo. Okay. So okay. much. Elaborate. Um, I, I just feel like 
I feel like I am a bit more natural solo, I guess, but who knows what the future lies? No. Where it, the future lies? Yeah, but it might lie outside of Colchester, so we're hearing on the uh, grapevine. Yeah, the grapevine suggests that there is a move to London there on is. the horizon. There is. Songwise from Will Foley, his, most, his most recent single, Industrial Love. Say it again. Songwise. Songwise, what have we got? Can you just please eat, from William Foley. Can you digest that chocolate, please? Stop. That's it. Mm, Done. Mm, mm, mm. I've got a bit stuck. It will never go. Mm. Maybe I should go brush my teeth. Live. Um, live. Brush my teeth. Live on podcast, which we edit. We weird if it was left in. <laughs> really. Boy radio, isn't it? <laughs> this is his recent single, Industrial Love. Industries away to the sky Into space so our fields can survive Sure it'll cast a few shadows You can't hold the future by shutting windows And it looks like you wanna lay down We'll drive to a faraway town And marvel at the sky above Industrial love, industrial love, industrial love. Ship industries away to the sky, rolling meadows where factories once lied. Get CEOs inspired by sci-fi, grand designs formed in the mind's eye. In the mind's eye And it looks like you wanna lay down Drive to a faraway town And marvel at the sky above Industrial love Industrial love Industrial
Emma Sampson is a solo artist but also works in a band as well but it's a lovely name for the band The Summer Hills I'm not sure whether or not that is what she's kept it as but lovely name I asked her about on and off stage persona because she's quite a quiet person I mean having spoken to her you know she's a little bit quiet and I just thought on stage is that the same thing you know she sort of yeah. try on a different persona on stage um, we spoke about her single Wallflower and also um, the culture scene yes. asking that question mainstay again. question yeah culture scene cosy or competitive what do you think so we had a little chat and uh, this is how it goes it goes something like this is there any difference between the off stage Emma and the on stage one I don't think so I think I'm just myself it would make sense to kind of put on a persona right but I I just can't find it in me to do that. Every time I try and do that, it ends up being cringe, and that is generally me anyway. So, yeah. So when it's say you're just doing the thing that comes most naturally to you. Yeah, I yeah. try and I try and have fun with it. I'm probably a bit more nervous or a bit more like kooky than normal on stage, but yeah. That's difficult, isn't it? The, the gaps between songs, sort of yeah, having that yeah. thing, like yeah. banter and like switchovers, and because no audience is ever the same so you never know if a joke's gonna land or if even anyone's even paying any attention to you so you're just sort of I mean it's quite liberating really because you could probably say anything and no one would probably even no one would listen unless you said something absolutely outrageous the brew house is quite brutal isn't it in that sense I mean playing in a band you can block out a lot of the audience but when you play acoustically as I know you've played acoustically before you can hear a lot of people talking in the background but you know it's kind of you've got to, you've got to entertain haven't you yeah, you just got to keep going. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the last, not today, but the last time I played, I actually had to call someone out. And I'm not naming any names, but it was <laughs> it was someone I knew, um, and they were the, their voice was louder than the actual guitar. And at that point, I was like, politely, I was like, you can if you don't want to be here, just leave because yeah. it's really distracting. Yeah, I think I mean a lot of the places that people perform obviously are not. Not music clubs, they're bars. So you get a bit of a mixture, don't you? Of people who aren't there to listen, people who are there to listen, a bit of a clash. And we get that at the brew house a lot. Um, right, Wallflower. Tell me about Wallflower. Now, it's a live recording, is that right? Uh, yeah, I do have a live recording which I sent you. Yes. Um, I would like to record it in a studio properly, but yeah. um, the funds just aren't there. And it's only pretty amazing, though, for a live recording. I just wondered about the uh, sort of intention in the song. What, what are you trying to achieve with the lyrics? What's it about? So, Wallflower was actually written by a friend of mine called Derek. Lyrics or music? So, the lyrics were written by Derek, and he goes by DM Rice. Um, and we both have a lot of the same uh, musical influences. Um, I'm really into Phoebe Bridges. If anyone knows me, they yes. know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's really into Conor Oberst, the lead singer of Bright Eyes, and they're okay. both in a band together called uh, Better Oblivion Community Centre. Right. And I love that band. Um, Great night. And um, basically, because I didn't write the lyrics, so I'm saying this is me speaking from Derek's point of view, that right. he said that he... He wrote the song from the perspective of Phoebe in the first verse, and then the second verse is from the perspective of Connor. Right. And I think they have quite, I mean, they have a, a strange relationship. I think Connor's like, has really bad health and yeah, I mean, the person to ask is Derek, not me, but that's that's what Derek's told me. It's quite unusual then for a local act to actually be using another local act's material. I had no idea. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he basically sent me the lyrics 
with nothing with them and was like uh, I know you you like you like this song because it's right. about Phoebe Bridges or from her perspective but I have I don't know what to do with it and I feel like you could make it so much more because your songwriting almost imitates hers right. so um, it was sort of like he kind of just like sort of held the the baton as it were right, and yeah. was like passed it on there you go and yeah. I was I took it and ran with it does the culture scene help you to thrive or you know is it, it does it hold you back at all I think it's great um, and I think it's I think it's quite easy well it's easier to break into than say like a music scene like Manchester or London yeah um, because I moved to Manchester and I was like yeah I want to do music here yeah. and then it's just it's so scary and so big and right. especially on your own it's just so tell me was there a moment where you sort of thought this is too much well I, I originally went there to do a psychology degree right. <laughs> but in the back of my mind I was like I'm just doing this for music right. um, but it was just it might be because I'm from Colchester and I know it and I feel s- sort of yeah. safer that yeah. um, I could just go to a random open mic and play and not feel scared but um, yeah I think the music scene here is it's welcoming it's a great yeah. community but I think it can be and a lot of people have agreed with me on this is that it can be a bubble yes it can be a bubble like everybody who who is a regular at an open mic they all know each other yeah. and it's always the same faces which is great I mean those guys are great but you know for example my friend Will Foley he's taken it upon himself to move out of Colchester move to London and so we heard yeah, yeah try yeah. and move, try and take it on there instead yeah. of like it's almost like a barrier it's like you know breaking through that barrier but I suppose London I mean that's even bigger than Manchester then isn't it that's a hard one to crack yeah it is yeah. but once you've like basically if you feel in your heart that you know you could do more then why not go for it yeah so we were quite surprised because she turned up with a band not just like, yes. we thought it was going to be a band but we thought it was going to be an acoustic type band she sort of apologises for that because she knew oh yeah you know, we'll keep yeah. it nice and quiet I'm sorry like, we didn't what? tell no. you but we're actually a heavy metal band and we've got the full band yeah. in I mean we've had bands but not on our our, our evenings at Queen Street Boo House we've never had a band and now suddenly we've got a band coming along but you know it worked pretty well, actually, and you know we oh, might do it again. I mean, we've got wrong. drums on stage there. Nothing wrong with that. Why not? Why not? Why not? Nothing wrong with that. So we should, should we hear? Yeah. Uh, this is called Wallflower.
For all in all, it was a great little night we had. A great, great night. Love it. Like you say, I, four great vocalists. Really good vocalists, yeah. Fantastic. I just love putting on these events. And what's nice is every three months, there's always something to look forward to in the future. We get time to really pick people we want yeah. we get time to really promote it and, and then talk yeah. about it art before and afterwards yeah absolutely and with the interviews we make you know we, we're really trying to delve into you know what exactly makes them tick these people because you know there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of people on the local scene there is a lot but you've got we're digging down right to the you know to the people who are sort of rising up from below hopefully and uh, giving you a chance to really hear what they've got to say not just established acts you've already heard of Really? Yeah, it amazes me how many people are coming through all the time and then we're just like, oh, I've never heard of that. Who's yes. this person? Who's that person? Yeah. They're popping up all the time. Absolutely, all the time. And but so we are been, after them. Yeah, I think it's because we've got such a vibrant scene. I think we, mm. we talked about this before, but let's do it again now. Yeah. <laughs> because Because there's a good scene, people see that around them and they get like, oh, actually, I want to go at that. Yeah. I, I don't want to sing in my bedroom anymore. I can yeah. get up and try it at open mic. Works out in the open mic. I'm going to start writing my own stuff and then yeah. start doing a few more songs at, <laughs> at any of the, the events yeah. in the area. It just, they, they've got an opportunity to flourish. And, 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 and venues that offer them that chance, you know, that will take an, uh, an opportunity to get someone new in who have a PA all the mics everything you need you just add the act you know and that's what you need don't you I mean you don't want to be burdened by all the other responsibilities that come with music playing live you know and so the brew house is great for that because it offers you the chance to do that which is fantastic via us sometimes even yeah. I think we've done a bloody good job again Pete again it's a, a fine set of acts should we do our um, spot the difference then okay yeah Okay, what, so what, but is, how do they take part? Well, they call in. <laughs> I make it sound so simple. Right, okay, we haven't decided quite how we're doing this yet, no. so it might not make any sense at all. But we're going to do what we're going to try to do. I don't think it's ever been attempted in, in an mm. audible uh, format before. No. But what we're doing is an audio-visual experimentation called Spot the Difference. Spot the difference, but it's okay. going to be—it's going to be spot the difference between two things that I'm scratching with my fingernails. Okay. Um, so basically, there's there's one thing, and then sound number one, what is it? Yeah. And then sound number two, what is it? Yeah. And you just have to know what it is. Yeah. It's not really spot the difference, that though, is it? No, it's kind of name the strange name, sound. Name the sound. Well, perhaps okay. we should. Okay. Well, well, let's just do it anyway, just for the hell of it. So it's just to clarify, this doesn't involve fingernails. And just, just to clarify, this doesn't make any sense okay, whatsoever. So, so, so this is the first thing. <laughs> okay, that's the first sound. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. 
Yep. And this is the second sound. Brian! So, <laughs> please get in touch. <laughs> Answers in a postcard? <laughs> yes, we only accept postcards. <laughs> yeah. only, only from seaside villages uh, as well. Or towns. Yeah, true, true. Or, towns. <laughs> or roundabouts. Have you seen the roundabout ones? No. You've never seen... Oh, my God. You haven't lived. There are, in the old days, when people used to send postcards, you could yeah. buy ones of roundabouts. Some people collect them. Postcards of roundabouts. It's fantastic. Imagine that. What a great thing to collect. I was going to say something about Answers on a Postcard. It's a postcard, actually. Good name for an album, though, isn't it? Answers on a Postcard. Yeah. Actually, that's quite good, isn't it? Oh, maybe we should use that. No, you can't have it. Answers on a Postcard. <laughs> that's nice. Right, anyway. What, what am I talking about? Postcades. I don't every know. time I start Love this it. podcast, I think, right, Justin, speak clearly because I've got. A, when I edit this podcast, Paul mentioned that you're talking a lot. A lot of the time, it is because I mumble, so I cut a lot of what I say out. But when I start recording, I think, right, talk clearly, Justin, so that I can actually use some of this. And then as soon as I start talking, I go, Jesus Christ! Yeah, exactly. Um, also, we got the King's Speech at Christmas this year. Oh yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think I think that just about rounds it up. We Imagine if it was like told some really dirty story. <laughs> like everyone was looking shocked like, the TV the? as he tells this yeah. really horrible story. Our next podcast will be at the end of January and it is a local scene podcast and we've yes. got some fascinating acts. I mean, they've got Lamplight Club and we have got Jonathan Dads is on there as well yeah. and Bridget. So we're looking forward to that. Hope you really enjoy this podcast and um, thank you and good night. Thank you and good, good night. night. Good and good riddance. Really good night. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's a great final note. <laughs> Litter of kings and friends talking bullshit again.